It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Trey. Thank you for joining us for a Thursday edition of uh, Mary Langston's podcast, which episodically she lets me participate in. And this week, um, she's going to let me participate uh, with no promises for the future. Mary Langston, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, Trey. How about you? Hope you had a good week. I did. We're glad you're here to answer all these questions we have today. Uh, well, I haven't had a chance to look at them yet. So, <laughs> is this like a pop quiz? Not necessarily, but we'll see how it goes. I don't have great memories of pop quizzes from school. You know, the Mm-mm. teacher would say you need to read chapter six when you're at home. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not at school when I'm at home. And and I'm not, I mean, <laughs> school is where you're supposed to learn, not home. So, I mean, why would I? Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe you could get to school early and do a quick, you know, read through or something like that. Oh, you mean an inconvenience <laughs> my parents having them drop me off at school early? I would never dream of that. So I, consequently, I made a lot of bad grades on pop quizzes because I'm selfless. and I didn't want to inconvenience my parents. Well, what a great perspective that is, Trey. Well, I'm not sure it's their perspective, but it is mine. <laughs> it's my best recollection of what happened. Well, we'll see how this pop quiz goes today with these questions. Are you ready? I think so. All right. Well, we have another great group of questions. We appreciate you all for sending them our way each week. We'll start with a legal question from Julie in Minnesota. She writes, my question relates to grand juries. How did they come to be? And what is the reasoning behind only allowing federal prosecutors to present his or her case? How long do we have? There's there's no time. Well, not necessarily. Do you have weekend plans? Not yet. Should we answer this question all weekend? (laughs) I don't know. I would try to do it quickly, but but it's a fascinating question. And just to understand Mm -hmm. the answer could be much, much longer. And to the extent that I leave something out, it's probably not because I don't remember it. It's just because I left it out in the interest of time. So, okay. Miss Julie from Minnesota, this is going to be my best crack at it. Grand juries are summoned like pettit juries, like trial juries, which means you receive a summons in the mail and you go through the qualification process. You're you're asked questions about your education. I mean, I mean some people, you know, do not meet the qualifications for service on a grand jury. But just imagine people receiving summons in the mail and they come to the court. And they sit out there and the judge asks them questions. You can ask to be transferred. You can tell the court you have work or family obligations. I mean, you're not sequestered like you could be in a trial jury. Uh, Grand juries meet at different times and for different lengths of time. As a matter of fact, I mean, mean, not to go on a little down the side street, but prosecutors are not supposed to uh, confirm or deny that a grand jury exists. Uh, when they meet, when they have met, uh, you're just not supposed to talk about it. 
I, I still, even though it's been what two decades, I, I'm mm-hmm. still. I know what day the grand jury began meeting when I was a federal prosecutor in Greenville, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want one of those old, you know, old bears that I used to prosecute cases with to call me and criticize me for giving the day. But <laughs> it's a day and a time, and they meet. And some grand juries are investigative. And by that, I mean, they issue subpoenas and federal grand juries would be investigative. So they issue subpoenas. But but really, I mean, actually, it's the prosecutor issuing the subpoena on their behalf, because these are these are, you know, lay people for not for the most part. I mean, you could have a lawyer, I guess, on a grand jury, but it, it'd be weird and rare. I mean, these are everyday folks. Um, they don't conduct investigations for a living. So in, in the federal system, they rely very, very heavily on the prosecutor if there's an investigative function. And for federal grand juries, there is an investigative function. I mean, you have a grand jury and they can spend months and months, if not years, investigating something. They send a grand jury subpoena, which has to be complied with. You can send it to a telecommunications company. You can send it to Google. You can get emails. You can get, you know, we used to get electric bills to see whether or not you know, they were high, which is, you know, an indication that people were growing marijuana, uh, not to tell all of our secrets. But <laughs> so they're run by the prosecutor in the state court. On the other hand, prosecutors were not even allowed in the grand jury, not in South Carolina. So I went from a system where I was running the grand jury to a system where I never set foot in the grand jury, which gets me to this. The purpose of the grand jury, it's twofold. We've already mentioned that they can investigate in some instances, Mm. but their real function is to make probable cause determinations. Their real function is to decide whether probable cause exists to, number one, believe that a crime is committed. Number two, believe that Jane or John Doe committed the crime. And the reason is you cannot be charged an arrest, which is different from an indictment. An arrest is based on probable cause. You know that, Mary Langston, from our criminal justice class. Mm -hmm. An indictment is also based on probable cause. But the probable cause is determined by your fellow citizens on a vote. So let's say there are. You know, I'm going to get the numbers wrong here. Uh, 24 members of a grand jury and half of them, I think it's 12. It may be 13. I'm trying to remember. Makes sense that it would be 12, but Mm -hmm. it may be 13. Half or slightly over half have to find that there is probable cause um, to believe that a crime is committed and that, that the person whose name is on the indictment committed it. Some states, the feds do not, but some states allow the defendants the option of appearing before the grand jury. So when you hear on television, this is the first time the defense has had a chance. We did not have a chance to go before the grand jury. That's right in federal court. They did not. But but if you did, you would have to answer questions because the grand jury is going to question witnesses. We put tons of witnesses in the grand jury and the prosecutor quizzes the witness, but then the members of the grand jury get to ask questions. So if you're a, you know, a soon to be defendant, you have to weigh in balance. Do I want 20 some odd people asking me a bunch of questions? It is, this is the best way to think of it without, you know, digressing into a you know law school class. 
It mm. is a probable cause determination. The state or the government, federal government, bears the burden of proving probable cause. And that's why the defense does not get to show up or argue or present evidence in federal court. That is what the trial is for. Now, now for those wondering, well, that's, you know, that doesn't seem fair. The defense doesn't even get a chance to be heard. You do. You can move to dismiss an indictment because of a lack of probable cause. But the determination of whether enough evidence exists to charge someone is made by the grand jury. But think about it. A police officer, if there's a crime committed in his or her presence, certain crimes committed in his or her presence, they get to arrest. There's no grand jury there. There's no judge there saying, wait a minute, you don't have probable cause or the defendant has a chance to be heard. No, you're arrested. So it is a formal way of charging someone. And you have plenty of opportunities before trial and at trial to present your side of it. And that is the reasoning behind only allowing the prosecutor uh, to go into the grand jury. Well, thank you so much, Trey, for answering that question. And thank yeah, you, I'm Julie, sure, for that. I'm it sure wasn't all exactly weekend. exactly what you're thinking right now. Let's thank you. Right now, you're thinking about calling Julie and say, hey, Julie, <laughs> please don't ask him any more questions. Please. No. We like our legal questions, especially like when you it, answer Julie, them. So send some more. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, send some more, Julie. And thank you for that one. We're going to hold it right there. Be back right after this. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Our next question is more political and is from Linda in North Carolina. She writes, who are the congressmen that McCarthy was talking about that are stopping conservative bills from discussion? She also mentions the speaker's interview on June 11th. Oh, I promised my mom and my <laughs> wife that I would not cuss in public mm. if I could avoid it. And golf course does not count. I don't think. So <laughs> let me see if I can get through this. You can do it. We believe in you. Uh, I know some of their names. I probably don't know all of their names, but all of their names are public record. I will say this because I saw the picture of Stevie Scalise included with the group. And that is accurate, but not fair. Uh, Stevie Scalise is in leadership in the House and he voted no solely to preserve the right to bring the bills back up. It's a procedural court. Stevie Scalise from the great state of Louisiana should in no way, shape or form. You may love these congressmen that shut down the House floor. You may not like the congressman. Uh, Stevie Scalise had a completely different motivation. So you should not judge him at all. Uh, he did it because he's a member of leadership and he wants the right, the procedural right to call these bills back up. All right. Does that make sense? I mean, Stevie did it. Um, mm -hmm. So so the bills don't die. Mm. So if you're frustrated by what the group did, you should love Steve Scalise and his picture should not be up there with the rest of them. Did he vote? No. Yes, technically he did. But his motivations were completely different. 
Linda, it's the same people, for the most part, who opposed Speaker McCarthy um, in January. It's, you know, it's the same people who nominated Jim Jordan, um, whom, if you listen to this podcast or watch the television show, um, you know that I think very highly of Jim Jordan. He, he was a colleague that I, he, I, I agreed with him a lot. Even when I didn't agree with him, there was never a day I didn't respect him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jimmy Jordan didn't want to be the speaker. Jimmy Jordan nominated Kevin McCarthy. So this nonsense of nominating someone for a job, you know, he or she does not want while that person is nominating someone else. It, it, it's just it, it's just like third grade theatrics. I mean, they also nominated, by the way, Donald Trump, who near as I can tell, was currently running to be the president. And I'm almost positive you can't be the Speaker of the House and be the president. So that that's just more of, of theater. Um, sometimes they nominated one another, who, by the way, I, I mean, I, I, the, the Unabomber had a better chance to become a Speaker of the House than than when they started nominating one another. It is it is performance by some, not all, not all. I, I can't look into someone's motivations and some of the folks I don't know at all. I don't know. I didn't serve with them. I'm not judging their motivations. I'm happy to judge the outcome of their motivations, but I'm not going to judge their motivations. There are some that I do know, um, and and they're just wannabe celebrities. They can't get legislation passed. They can't make a mark by asking questions in a committee hearing. They, They can't get attention the way that other members of Congress get attention. Some go out of their way. They go out of their way to defend Democrats. You you may not remember Katie Hill. She was a congresswoman, I think, from California, Mary Langston. Do you remember Um, her at all? A little bit. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the wouldn't be fair to her. I mean, people can look at it if they want to. But Mm -hmm. uh, she resigned. Um, One member of this this gang um, went out of his way to defend her. So uh, that's a liberal Democrat who's in trouble, understandably so, mm-hmm. and goes out of his way to defend her. Uh, also defended uh, Congresswoman Jayapal, who is the top progressive Democrat in the House. She, she's literally the head of the progressive caucus, goes out of his way to defend Congresswoman Jayapal, goes out of his way to defend Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, who, you know, if you're a Republican you may respect her life story. You may respect the fact that she ran against an incumbent and won, which is really hard to do. But you don't agree with her on very many issues. And yet he finds all the time in the world to defend the Katie Hills and Congresswoman Jayapal and Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, but never misses a chance to criticize or obstruct Kevin McCarthy. And it is pure performance. It is theater um, and look, can't go to Hollywood, can't make it anywhere else, probably couldn't even make it in local theater. Um, so you run for Congress. Well, if thank that, you so much. If, the, if that helps. That helps a little bit. So thank you, Trey, for answering that question. And thank you, Linda, for that too. Our next question is from Alan all the way in Australia. He writes, I thought the Speaker of the House could direct the sergeant at arms to have a person in contempt of the House and not rely on the DOJ. Uh, Alan, from the great country of Australia, you are correct. But let me let me say correct with this caveat. 
how are we going to get through Secret Service or a security detail or the law enforcement agents who are armed and are providing uh, protection for hypothetically someone at the FBI or DEA or ATF? Uh, what are you going to do if uh, I mean, are you going to be armed if the person doesn't come willfully or I mean, do you have? Do you have handcuffs? I mean, practically, what is going to happen when a sergeant at arms goes to arrest someone, especially someone who is protected by people who also have guns and, and by the way, can also arrest you? Mm-hmm. Practically, um, that's why it's not done anymore. You are correct. You are correct. Historically, it, there was this third type of contempt called, I mean, we talked about civil, we talked about criminal. The inherent power of Congress. Uh, there's definitely a sergeant arms. There's a rumor that there there was a rumor. There's a jail cell in the Capitol, although I never saw it. You may have Mary Langston. You probably went around the Capitol more than I did, but I never <laughs> saw it. Mm-hmm. Be the only jail cell you ever see the inside of. So if you <laughs> saw it, let me know. But practically, I mean, let's assume. The sergeant at arms is directed by Kevin McCarthy to go, you know, summons X. I mean, is X entitled to bond? Is X entitled to meals? Is X entitled to a hearing to decide whether or not any of his rights have been violated? Who presides over the hearing? Who defends the person X? I guess you can call them Y if you want to, or I don't know what their name is. (laughs) Who tries the person? I mean, who decides whether you're in contempt of Congress? I mean, is it a vote? Is there a trial? Do the rules of evidence apply? What's the burden of proof? Who's the jury? I guess the jury is Congress, but can you like disqualify jurors who have already made up their minds? There's a reason it has not been done in a month of Sundays. And it's for the practical reasons. So Alan is correct in theory and probably in law, although the house doesn't push the edges of the envelope because the house doesn't want to find out. They do not want to go to court and have court say, you know what? You don't have the inherent power to go arrest someone. That's the executive branch, not you. We're going to hold it right there. Be back right after this. Our last question is sports related and it's from Todd in Virginia. He writes, as a fellow golf nut, what's your opinion on the recently announced merger between the PGA DP World and Live Tours? And will this be good for the PGA Tour? Uh, Todd uh, from the great state of Virginia. It's too early to say, I think. I mean, I'd be curious what you thought about it. I think it's too early to say. I, I do want the best golfers in the world playing against each other. Um, I, I'm not a fan, probably because I'm old. Uh, Mary Langston, you're probably going to laugh and think, gosh, you are old. I, I, no. I'm just I'm not a fan of music blaring on the golf course. I mean, honestly, I got friends that play some music on the golf course, but but it's not like blaring all over the golf course. It's not like a rock concert environment. They're not like drunk, shirtless people running around, which, by the mm. way, you also see at some tour events. Um, I mean, you can go to roller derby or actually you can go to one of my family reunions if you want to see all that. (laughs) Don't tell my mom I said that. Okay. (laughs) We'll keep it a secret. 
there's a reason uh, the the Bible, I think, Mary Langston says the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money. Mm-hmm. It's the love of money. The Saudis have a lot of money. The tour has some money, but not nearly as much as the Saudi. So we shall see how it all plays out and whether DOJ gets involved under some antitrust theory or the feds get involved because of foreign investment or ownership in American companies. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like throwing out ideas here, but I have seen that jurisdictions want to limit some foreign nationals from being able to buy houses or buy property in their jurisdictions. There's a group called Scythius, and I'm not saying this is a Scythius case. And no, that's not the guy that pushed the rock up the hill every day. <laughs> that is Sisyphus. Scythius mm-hmm. is uh, an entity that reviews foreign investment in, in American companies, if I remember correctly. So there, I'm not 100% sure the merger is going to get done. If, if it, I mean, I want to see the best golfers in the world compete against each other. I could care less about the live team concept. I mean, honestly, I think the live team concept will probably put Ambien out of business. I don't think there will ever be another prescription for Ambien if the tour goes with this ridiculous team concept. Mm-hmm. We have some really, really outstanding team events in golf already. The Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, Curtis Cup, President's Cup, NCAA men's and women's. Those are fantastic events. I don't think there's any interest. I, maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, four rich guys calling, making up some name and saying they're a team. I, I just I don't think there's any interest in that. But so I couldn't name single one of the teams in love. Yeah, golf is different. I mean, Todd knows this. He is a self-described golf nut, just like I am. Golf is mm-hmm. different. Um, we don't clap when our opponent struggles. We don't cheat. We call penalties on ourselves. We help one another on the range or the putting green before or after the round. We move our balls or move our ball markers when they're in someone's Way in other sports, you see players waving their arms up to get the fans to yell louder. In golf, you see golfers waving their arms down to quiet their supporters, to quiet their fans, so their opponents are treated fairly. Golf is different. Money tends to change things, and oftentimes not for the better. So if you want to make more money, play better. Win more tournaments, finish higher, shoot lower scores. That said, I want to see the best golfers in the world play against each other. I just don't want golf to change. I don't want it to become, you know, like arena football or roller derby or one of my favorite reunions. That is a big change, Trey. Well, thank you so much for answering that question. And thanks for answering all of them today. It was another range of questions from legal to political, to sports, and everything in between. Yeah, I'm pretty weak on those legal questions, as you can probably tell. <laughs> Not at all. We may little, come back to that one. A little rusty on that. Sports, I, I'm an expert. Yeah, college baseball, I, I've been an expert recently on that, too. Women's softball. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma's got a dynasty. And then one of their top pitchers, 
announces she's transferred to be closer back home in Nebraska. So I love college sports. There's something pure about it, authentic about it. You know, just the joy on those players' faces. They are not playing for money. They are playing for, you know, one another and the name of their school. And I don't know, there's something pure about that. But I'm old fashioned and I'm old. And that, that, that's <laughs> no. sometimes a lethal combination, isn't it? No, not at all. You're right. There is something pure about college sports. All right, Mary Langston. Well, hopefully, um, Everyone else you ask will not be able to participate in your podcast next week, and I'll have another chance to do it. <laughs> we definitely don't hope that. We hope you'll return and answer all the questions we have for you. Well, I can't wait to do it. And in the meantime, I hope you and everyone else has a fantastic week as we, I guess, officially begin summer, if my memory serves me correctly. Isn't it like coming up here not before too terribly long? That's right. And Father's Day is coming up. So happy Father's Day to you, to my dad, and to everyone out there who's a dad who's like a dad to somebody. Uh, yes. Happy Father's Day. And uh, I'm anticipating your next question, Mary Langson. Titleist Pro V1X. <laughs> and I, and I, I like the ones that you you were kind enough to give me some golf balls that had TG on the side. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to play with them. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, it would break my heart if I lost one of those golf balls. <laughs> uh, not that I lose a ton, but but I would have. There was one time my wife was walking. She likes to walk down to the tennis courts, and she found a golf ball that had my name on it. That is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, when you go long on the on number four, when you airmail the green, you're going to be down there around the tennis courts. <laughs> you so, were just making your mark. Uh, God, I wish he could have found anybody else's ball other than mine. <laughs> but I did play, I did start, because you told me that that was okay, that mm -hmm. I could play uh, the golf balls you gave me. And um, and I have not lost one yet. That's good news. But, um, you know, you can't play with them indefinitely. You get, you get little scuff marks on them and things like that. So, mm-hmm. Titleist Pro V1X, um, <laughs> and you know you can put whatever you want over on the side. TG's fine. <laughs> old Not man, Harold you put old man, something. old man. Harold's fine. Old man's fine. Uh, buy your own golf balls is fine. <laughs> you can put whatever you want. Mm -mm -mm. Well, happy Father's Day to you, and uh, be looking for some golf balls. And... <laughs> we're going back to that now. <laughs> All right, happy Father's Day to everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week, Mary Langston. Sounds good. We'll see you next Thursday. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.